The LA Kings face the Carolina Hurricanes in the final game before the All-Star break. So where are the Kings as a team and individually as we get ready to pause the season? We'll have some numbers to share with you on that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the last 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started today. The LA Kings play their final game of their six-game road trip coming up today and the final game before the All-Star break. They'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina to take on the very tough Carolina Hurricanes. After that, all uh, of the Kings players, except for All-Star representative Kevin Fiala, will have 10 days off with a win, the Kings would go into the All-Star break in first place in the Pacific Division with 64 points. With a loss in overtime or in the shootout, the Kings would finish in second place in the Pacific with 63 points at the break. And if the Kings lose in regulation, they'll do no worse than third in the Pacific Division with 62 points. So despite the fact that we don't know exactly where the Kings will be in the standings as of the recording of this show to end the first half of the season, um, what do we think? And what do we mean by where are the Kings at this point in the season as a team and individually? Well, if you told me that the Kings at the All-Star break would be in first place in the division uh, and, and no worse than third in the division, I would have to say that I think the Kings were in a pretty good place heading into the trade deadline and then the push for the playoffs with about 30 games left in the regular season. At the beginning of the season, I felt the Kings would likely be around third place in the division, maybe second if everything went well, maybe if things weren't going as well, maybe some injury issues, maybe fighting for a wild card spot. So like I said, I I think personally um, that the Kings are right about where I thought they would be. Now, there have been some surprises in the Pacific Division, certainly did not see the Seattle Kraken contending for a division title. But like I said, as for the Kings, I, I think they're about where... I thought they would be and probably about where most people thought they would be. At least that's my, that's my look into it. Um, I think the Kings are a better team right now than they were a season ago going by the eyeball test, but sometimes the eyeball test is not entirely accurate. Now the Kings are a better offensive team than last season. And I think that makes us maybe think that they're a better team. Than they were last season. When you see, when you see things, when you talk about the eyeball test, when you see more goals, when you see a more cohesive power play, when you see things that I think particularly offensively um, get you more excited, I think there's a tendency to maybe think, ah, they're definitely a better team because I'm seeing more exciting things. I'm seeing more goals scored. But is that necessarily the case? Um, and we're going to look back at where the Kings were after 52 games last year and where the Kings are at the 52-game mark of this season. 
And um, I don't think it's going to shock anyone. Um, again, if you just forget about the numbers, just what do you see? I think most people would say, I think the Kings are better offensively and probably not as good defensively, just, just with the eyeball test. So we'll see if the numbers back that up or not. And I think it's interesting that a lot of people I talk to, including Kings TV analyst Jim Fox, who has said it on this show more than once, that he thought the Kings could be a better team, but maybe not necessarily end up with more points than they had a season ago. Now, again, the Kings currently have 62 points. Uh, that's through 52 games. Again, it could be, when it's all said and done, 63, could be 64 if they can win against Carolina. After last season, or I should say last season, after 52 games, the Kings had 63 points. So again, they are right in the same area as they were a year ago at this point, as far as points go. Again, 62 points going into tonight's game, one game left before the All-Star break, and last year after 52 games, the Kings had 63 points. Now, I'm not a big numbers guy, per se. I know we had um, a, an email, or no, it was a, uh, a YouTube post um, a couple weeks ago where someone was critical, wanted me to go more in-depth into the numbers. Um, and, and look, uh, numbers can be valuable. Um, they can tell a story. Um, but I, I will admit that some of the newer stats, some of the advanced analytics, I'm not really into. And I'll say part of it is because I don't really understand. <laughs> I don't really understand them. But but again, the statistics can be significant. They can tell part of the story. Um, but there is a famous quote you might know, and it goes something like this. Uh, there are three kinds of lies, lies, damn lies, and statistics. Now, that quote has been attributed to Mark Twain who himself attributed it to British Prime Minister Benjamin Disraeli, who actually may have never said it at all. But it's still a great quote. And sometimes it's very accurate. And uh, real quick, uh, story time with Uncle Eddie. Uh, I worked years ago for a company called Stats Inc. And I was a researcher that worked for Fox Sports. And I worked specifically on a show on Fox Sports Network called the National Sports Report. It was, at the time, Fox Sports' version of SportsCenter. And we had analysts in various sports that would come on and give their opinions on things that were going on. For example, I remember back when uh, I was doing the show, Barry Bonds was in his record home run chase. And so we would have different baseball analysts come on and talk about that specifically and other things. But as an example um, of stats maybe lying a little bit, um, we had a baseball analyst. If you're a Dodger fan, you may remember Steve Sachs, a former second baseman for the Dodgers. He was one of our baseball analysts. And he would come in, you know, when it was his turn to come in on a given night, and he would say something like, oh, we're going to talk about the White Sox bullpen tonight. I need you guys to give me some stats that shows that the White, Spo White Sox bullpen is one of the best bullpens in baseball. And we would do that. Uh, that was our job. Uh, so we would gather some stats and we would give them to him and then he'd go on the air and he would regurgitate these stats and say, look at this, the White Sox have the base, best bullpen in baseball because of X, Y, and Z. Now, keep in mind that we weren't giving the full picture of the White Sox bullpen. We were just giving him stats that made them look good to support his argument. We were omitting other stats that might not support his argument altogether. So Statistics can be presented in a way that can be deceiving if you're not giving the whole picture. So with that in mind, here's some stats. Uh, and I think I'm going to give you the full picture. But again, uh, I think that's one part of the problem sometimes when you're dealing with statistics. You need to make sure that you're getting the full picture. 
So like I said, um, I, I think we all thought the Kings would be a better offensive team coming into the season because of the addition of Kevin Fiala, an elite offensive player, and because a lot of us thought that some of the younger players, Quentin Byfield, Arthur Kaliev, Gabe Velarde, would take a step forward with their offensive numbers. And the numbers say that that has been the case. Now, the, this season, the Kings are averaging 3.17 goals per game, and they've scored a total of 169 goals. Now, last season, through 52 games, the Kings were averaging 2.93 goals per game and had scored scored a total of 154 goals. So the offense is better and the stats back up the eye test. Now the Kings made it a priority in the offseason to get better on the power play and they brought in assistant coach Jim Hiller specifically for that reason. So far, mission accomplished. The eye test I think is backed up by the stats. The Kings power play last season at this time through 52 games was operating at 23.7% with a total of 42 or excuse me I mean, I've got it. I've got it reversed. The Kings power play this season, this season is operating at 23.7% and they've scored a total of 42 power play goals through 52 games. Last year at this point, the Kings power play was 17.1% and it scored 28 total power play goals. So again, much better in the power play, major improvement for the Kings there. Again, the stats are backing up the eyeball test. Defensively this season, the Kings are allowing 3.4 goals per game, and they've allowed 177 total goals. Last season, through 52 games, the Kings were allowing 2.77 goals per game and had allowed a total of 144 goals against. So the Kings are not better defensively, and the stats back up the eyeball test. The penalty kill for the LA Kings, specifically called out by GM Rob Blake earlier this season as a place that needed to be improved does seem to be better of late. Um, As for the stats, you might be surprised to learn that through 52 games, the Kings penalty kill uh, this season is at 75%. So 75% of the time they kill off other teams' power play. Last season through 52 games, it was at 75.5%. So the PK actually about the same as it was a year ago. Throw it all together, and the Kings have gotten better offensively. And you'd have to say the special teams are better, um, but the po- with the power play improved and the penalty kill about the same, but the Kings are not as good defensively. We know about the goaltending issues. We'll get more on that in a second. But in the end, um, like I said, I do think the Kings are a better team than last season. Uh, maybe not as much better as we might have thought, but I think, like I said, the numbers kind of back up. I think the general idea of the Kings this year Compared to last year, we thought the offense would be better. We thought the power play would be better. That is the case. So far, it doesn't look like the Kings are as good defensively. That is the case. The penalty kill, about the same. I think that might surprise a little bit. But overall, Kings are slightly better than they were a year ago. Uh, and, And I think the numbers, again, back up that, kind of generally speaking. We're going to look at some individual numbers uh, as far as this point of the season as compared to last season. Uh, we'll do that in a minute. Uh, talk on the plus side about players like Gabe Velarde and on the not-so-plus side uh, with players like Jonathan Quick. But first, I need to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, the NFL playoffs obviously are here. Well, the Super Bowl is now set, and uh, we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, and that, of course, is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports 
fun and easy. New customers join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. All in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Okay, so let's look at some numbers for the LA Kings individually as we get ready to enter the All-Star break as opposed to a year ago. We talked about the offense being better. Again, we're talking about through 52 games. In the last season, at this point, the Kings had one player with 15 goals or more. That was Adrian Kempe, who had 23. This season, the Kings have four players with 15 goals or more at this point in the season. Kempe with 20. Kevin Fiala and Gabe Velarde, each with 17, and Andre Kopitar with 15. I also think there's a chance Arthur Kaliev, who, if he hadn't gotten hurt, would be right around the 15-goal mark. He's got nine while missing the last six weeks of the season. So individually, we're seeing more offensively for the LA Kings. Last season through 52 games, the Kings had two players with 30 points or more. Andre Kopitar had 47, Adrian Kempe 33. Uh, this season, through 52 games, the Kings have seven players with 30 points or more. Fiala, Kopitar, Philip Deneau, Victor Arvidsson, Kempe, Gabe Velarde, and Drew Doughty, all 30 points or more so far at this point in the season. Not surprisingly, Gabe Velarde has made the biggest jump this season. He had one goal and one point at this time last season. Now, granted, he had spent a fair amount of time in the AHL, had only played seven games in the NHL at that point, but still, uh, Gabe Velarde having a career year, 17 goals and 31 points through 45 games. Hopefully he can get healthy soon and improve on those numbers going forward. But a big season, a big jump for Gabe Velarde. I don't think anybody saw this coming. I think we thought a lot of the younger guys, Byfield, Kalia, Velarde, would be better, maybe a Kupari. Um, but for him to make this big of a leap, obviously we've talked about it. It was a big story earlier in the season, but still needs to be pointed out at this point is huge for the Los Angeles Kings. And again, hopefully you can get back soon and uh, keep that career year uh, going forward. Um, also, um, nobody has really taken a step back in production for the LA Kings. We talked about another big storyline going into the season. Could guys like Philip Deneau, Trevor Moore, Adrian Kempe, Kevin Fiala, um, Blake Lazat, those guys all put up career numbers in either points or goals or assists. And we thought they need to at least be in the ballpark of those numbers again if the Kings are going to have a successful season. And, and that it has been the case. Now, they may not match in some cases some of those career numbers, but they're going to be in the ballpark in pretty much all those cases. So uh, that obviously has been a, a big reason for the Kings offense on the whole to be better as well. Um, nobody has really taken a, a step back, maybe a, a couple of guys a little bit, but nothing significant. So that's been a good sign as well. As for the defense and specifically the goaltending, well, we know it's pretty obvious that things have not gone uh, well for Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson. Last season at this time, Jonathan Quick had a record of 13-10-2, goals against average of 2.61 and a 9-11 save percentage this season. Quickie is 8, 12, and 4, which actually is better than you might have thought considering he's lost eight in a row. Uh, he has a 3.41 goals against average, so his goals against average is almost up by a full goal, 
and an 881 save percentage. Uh, generally speaking, you'd like your goaltenders to have a goals against average somewhere in the mid to low twos and a save percentage at least in the low 90s. And uh, that obviously isn't the case for Jonathan Quick. As for Cal Peterson, this time last season, he was 12-7-1, 2.71 goals against average and an 898 save percentage. Of course, he's now in the AHL. Don't know if or when he'll be back in the NHL this season, but his numbers with the Kings so far this season, which precipitated him going down, uh, putting being put on waivers, clearing waivers and going to the AHL. Uh, his record in the NHL, 5-3-2, 3.75 goals against average and 868 save percentage. Of course, the biggest X factor for the Kings this season, and I think you might have to say the first half MVP of the team is goalie Phoenix Copley. With all due respect to what Kevin Fiala has done, um, where would the Kings be right now if not for the play of Phoenix Copley? Now, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, Jonathan Quick would have the numbers that he has, Cal Peterson would be in the AHL, I would have thought that there was a good chance that this season might be a disaster for the LA Kings. But thanks to Phoenix Copley, not the case. Uh, he checks in with a 15-3 and record. 2.82 goals against average and a 901 save percentage. As we have said, not spectacular numbers, but under the circumstances, um, good enough. So Phoenix Copley, again, probably the first half MVP uh, for the LA Kings. And again, nobody saw that coming, including Phoenix Copley. So hopefully you found those numbers somewhat insightful. I, I think, like I said, that everything that we thought about the Kings at this point kind of has been backed up by the numbers. So nothing, you know, off the charts. Um, but again, just wanted to check in and see where were the Kings a year ago? Where are they now? The points wise, it's about the same, much better offensively, not as good defensively. Special teams are better Add it all together. I think the Kings are a little bit better this year than they were a year ago. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Kings opportunity to close out the first half of the season with a big win. But first, I need to let you know that this episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day, and it's just one scoop in a cup of water. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So the Kings are closing out their six-game road trip with a chance to go 4-2 and two and wrap up the first half of the season with a big win over one of the top teams in the NHL, and that is the Carolina Hurricanes. The Canes check in with a 32-9-8 record. That is second best in the Eastern Conference, only to the Boston Bruins, and second best in the NHL, only to the Boston Bruins as well. Carolina currently riding a five-game winning streak. Uh, Kings would close out the first half of the season. I say first half. Um, it's not the halfway point. That's been kind of a misnomer. If you don't know in the NHL, we're beyond the halfway point of the season, but the all-star break in all sports has always been kind of looked at as kind of a halfway point of the season. If, if you're an NHL fan, it's at least kind of a jumping off point 
for the stretch run in the NHL. You got the trade deadline coming up. And then, like I said, about 30 games left in the regular season uh, to wrap things up. So it's a, it's a big point uh, in the season for sure. And again, the Kings, if they could beat Carolina going into the break, that would be a great way to jump into that second half of the season, hopefully um, by wrapping up a road trip on a big high note and uh, and obviously knocking off one of the top teams in the NHL as you go into a 10-day break for everybody except for Kevin Fiala. Um, this is the second and final meeting between the Kings and Hurricanes. The first meeting was in Los Angeles back on December the 3rd. That was a 4-2 win by Carolina. Jonathan Quick was in net for that one. Tonight, it will be Phoenix Copley. He'll be opposed by Hurricanes netminder Frederick Anderson. Face-off set for 4 p.m. L.A. time. They will be televised locally on Bally Sports West, also televised nationally on the NHL Network. You can hear it on the Kings iHeartRadio app as well. Um, and for these early games, if you don't know, they do have a rebroadcast of the games, I think around 7 o'clock. So if you can't get home to see the game uh, because you're obviously driving home from work, you can watch the replay of the game on Bally Sports West at around 7 o'clock. Obviously, we will have a full recap of the final game of the first half of the season as we go into the All-Star break coming up on tomorrow's show if you want to send uh, any feedback regarding today's show or anything we've talked about regarding the la kings or anything you'd like to share regarding the la kings you can always send me an email uh, the email address is locked on eddie at gmail.com e-d-d-i-e locked on eddie at gmail.com we are going to have a feedback friday coming up this week where we will read your emails and you can talk about the first half of the season or whatever else is on your mind uh, we're also on social media on twitter uh, at Locked on LA Kings, Instagram as well, at Locked on LA Kings. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen. For your next listen, I want to invite you to check out Locked on NHL Prospects. It's your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft. Uh, plus, they've got NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. Locked on NHL Prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you so much for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. Have yourself a great day, and as always, go Kings go.